You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcast with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from GLB Church. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again for Embrace the Chaos. It's great to be together with my wife here. Yeah, we're back. It's been a while. It has been a while. We spent uh, the past couple months sort of on hiatus. Yeah. Sickness going Mar- around. Marina had kidney stones yes. during the holidays. Can you oh believe that? Gosh. That the was horrible. Worst pain of my life. Worse than childbirth. That was horrible. It's no joke. So we spent Thanksgiving, kind of Christmas time, um, you know, a lot of stuff happening here in the home. And so we were unable to record, but we're back at it. Yeah. New year, 2020, new decade. And we're committed to continuing providing, uh, to provide content here yes. as we uh, embrace the chaos of family and marriage. Because the chaos doesn't stop. It does not stop. It keeps going. It keeps evolving. That's right. So we want to start off our time here. Uh, you know, every episode we try to provide like a little practical tidbit, like a little, I don't know, something to help families. And so Marina's going to kind of get into that at this moment. Yeah. So I got some really good advice when our older girls were younger and You know, there's just a lot of, with kids, when you're raising kids, you're training them, you're teaching them, you're helping them to, um, honestly, for the first like five years, just keeping them alive. And so there's a lot of just like, you can't do this. And there's a lot of no's like, no, you cannot touch the stove. No, you cannot play in the streets. No, you cannot do this and that. And I got some really good advice from my friend and a woman who I look up to who has three adult children. And, um, it's just to look for things to say yes to, because you're saying no so much. And um, just recalling this past Christmas, the kids got a lot of uh, gifts that I wouldn't typically buy them. So slime is a big thing for them. And we do not allow slime in the house. It has ruined carpets. It has ruined clothes. It is the worst. And so they got the slime kit and uh, I wanted to obviously say no, but I was like, okay, how can I say yes to this because this is something that they're really excited about. (laughs) It will take up some time. It will give them something to do that's not on a tablet or watching TV. So I let them do the slime on the porch. And of course, there ended up being slime everywhere, but they had a blast. I had to hose them off after. So that was a little chaotic. And uh, But it was something that I was trying to find to say yes to. And, uh, so anyways, that's just something that for me as a mom, I try to do, um, honestly daily, because again, there's just so many things that we're saying no to and correcting them in. And, um, and yeah, I think that's great advice. I mean, I, I, I want my kids to feel supported. I want them to feel like we got their back. We want the best for them. And a lot of times saying no is having the best in mind for them, Yeah, but they don't always get that though. Yeah, but the the idea of saying yes, what what can we say yes to and being positive about different things that they're trying to pursue, I think that's something that we want to continue doing. So anyway, hopefully that helps you. Just a little something short here before we get into the content of what we want to talk about yes. uh, in our time together. So we wanted to um, dedicate some time today talking about as you embrace the chaos, uh, what kind of rhythms to be able to look for in your family life 
Last episode, we talked a little bit more about how busy our lives are. And what the question that we get a lot is how do we connect in our marriage? And so we talked, some, we shared some ideas in the last episode regarding how do we stay connected in our marriage despite all the things that we've got to juggle and all the things going on around us. And so we shared some practicals there, but today we wanted to focus a little bit more, kind of a part two to that conversation uh, where it's not so much about our marriage as much as it is about just as a family mm-hmm. uh, in our rhythm. The, you know, as, as many of you know, we uh, serve as ministers in a church, in a local church in GLB, uh, called the GLB Church, and we, um, here in the city of Long Beach, and we, um, there's a lot to that. There's a lot going on there, but we believe in the Bible. We believe that the Bible has the answers to have solid marriages, solid families, and one of the scriptures uh, that's in the Bible, it's actually in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And then it goes on to list, you know, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to this, a time to that. But I love that idea that, you know, God kind of gives us that. He gives us seasons in life uh, where we can create and develop rhythms in our lives that will maintain balance and peace um, and navigate uh, the chaos that's within our families. Yeah, I think, I mean, the podcast is Embrace the Chaos. So there's always going to be some sort of um, chaos in a family structure, in a family dynamic. We have, along with um, our role as um, ministers, we have four kids and uh, those kids are getting older and they all have their own activities that they're getting into. And that's something that um, this year for us um, has been sort of a new thing because Mm -hmm. we have, they all have the same drop off when it comes to school, but they all have different pickup times. And we have dance and soccer and baseball. And it's just, craziness. Yeah. Yeah. But in order to maintain some semblance of sanity in our family, I think we've tried our best to live by some principles. Right. The application may be different at different times of our lives or weeks or whatever, or we may miss a certain, you know, benchmarks of what we want to do. But in principle, there are some principles what we wanted to share with you guys that have kind of helped us to stay sane in, in these times. Yeah, and to create, um, just to create family. With yeah, a fabric, our, like a family fabric. A family fra- fabric. Say that again, one more time, one more time. Fra, 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 anyways, <laughs> you get it. Yes, no, that's very important, and especially for the kids, because we want them um, to have memories yeah. with us and to have fond memories and to know that, okay, Saturday morning is our pancake breakfast morning or Mm -hmm. Sunday evening is going to be our breakfast for dinner. Oh, you're getting ahead here. Let's, let's. No, but I'm just using that as an example. Calm down. (laughs) I was on a roll. I know you're, you're, you're you're spoiling the surprise here. Okay. 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 So we'll do first principle. I mean, principle number one is, um, uh, what you value determines what you do. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is in our family, we have to figure out what do we value as a family what? and what do we value as a family? Okay. If family is even a value, 
Here's why I say that. In my life, I think Marina has addressed this in my life, is it is easier for me at times to get into work and to get into what I want to do to the neglect of our family, to the neglect of um, our marriage. And so she's had to remind me uh, several times, like, listen, this needs to be priority. So mm-hmm. if you prioritize it, you will put effort and and work at it. And so uh, where there is priority or value, I've had to really grow in this. I need to value my family. Marina made this comment one time that she was like, you only have, you, you most likely have 18 summers. Mm. Right? Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I read this article in this parenting magazine um, that we have, we only have 18 good summers with our kids when you think about it. And, you know, obviously as they get older, it gets, it reduces. And, and when you like, just in perspective, it's, that's not a lot of time. Yeah. And I've heard many mothers with grown kids say, I wish I would have, or I miss this. And it's stuff that I take for granted that we take for granted, yeah. like just dropping kids off or picking things up, picking kids up. To hear moms say that they miss that, kind of like, okay, I need to like pump my brakes a little bit yeah. and um, appreciate this time more than just being out of my mind and yeah. feeling anxious all the time. So if you're going to value family, then that means it's going to be a priority. I think yeah. that's my point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. I'm if glad gonna, you were listening. Yeah, of course. I mm. always listen to you. Mm. Um. So yeah, so one of the, so in that, in that value of family uh, and and trying to prioritize time spent as a family, I think one of the things that Marina and I do well at in putting that into, in applying that is trying to have family dinners Yeah, and having time together at the table. Um, And I know this is not realistic for many families in our society today, but Mm -hmm. in our family, we, with everything happening, we try to hold on to as much as possible during the week, having a, an evening, uh, multiple evenings where we're able to eat dinner together. Now, dinners here are not the most peaceful situations, Uh -uh. uh, but. But that's part of our family fabric. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's just trying to get everybody at the table, yeah. trying to get everybody eating together. And it just creates, again, a connecting point for our family. And we say, you know what, we're we're going to say no to other things so that we can say yes to having family dinner time. Yeah. And sometimes we have family dinner at 4.30, 5.30. Sometimes we do 6.30 or 7. So it just kind of depends on what day it is. Yeah what activities we're doing and um, how much time I have to make dinner. And something that's really cool um, that's happening now is our older daughter, um, she loves to cook. She actually wants to be a chef when she grows up. I don't know how that's gonna work out, but anyways, um, I um, decided to teach her how to do one meal for the family uh, once a week. And so, um, I've done it with her two times and my plan is to do another two times until she's ready to do it by herself. So, um, that's really exciting, but, um, except for when you get frustrated with her leaving all the stuff uh, out and yeah, I've got to be patient not cleaning with her. up after herself. Oh my gosh. 
when she makes guacamole, it is the worst because like avocado is everywhere. Yeah. But we're we're learning, we're growing, yeah, we're teaching. It's all good. I know. I need to just you know like just accept it and be exactly. more patient with her. But thanks for bringing that up. Hey, anytime. Anyways, I'm just here to help. You know. Yeah. So I think that, you know, part of our rhythm is that family dinner time. Yeah. I think another um, principle in terms of our values is uh, the principle of the Sabbath and yes. having a time where there's really nothing happening and you're just all at home or you're going to go do something. If something's in the schedule, you all do it together. So for us, for example, we decided a while ago that Saturdays would be our actual Sabbath. As much as can as we can. Right. Now that's kind of, you know, it, we're not legalistic about it, but that that but the principle and the rhythm of the expectation of having one day a week where we are going to say no to a lot of things and say yes to just hanging out and being together as a family. I think it's created a great expectation for our kids to to look forward to Saturday morning breakfast together, yeah. to look forward to staying on our pajamas. Oh, yeah. Almost all day on a Saturday or whatever. Oh, it's the best. Um, to, you know, watching movies together, playing games together. Or if we're invited to a birthday party, we're all going to go to the birthday party together. Uh, in other words, we're going to prioritize spending time together on a Saturday. I mean, you can do it whenever you want to, but for right. us, that has seemed to work. Yeah. And and again, as the kids get older, this is going to be key because, you know, the girls, especially the older girls are going to have their own lives, their own activities and kind of go their separate ways. But it's important to us to have a connecting point mm -hmm. as a family. Yeah. So that has helped a lot to the, the the idea of of the Sabbath and kind of slowing, slowing things down a little bit. Um, another principle that has helped us uh, is the principle of relationship. We want relationship with our children. We don't yeah. want to just be like, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. We we want them to feel like they can talk to us, that we have a relationship. So in that, there's got to be some intentionality in it. And mm -hmm. so for myself, for example, we have three girls and uh, one boy. Mm -hmm. And so for me as a dad, I think the thing that I've been constantly reminded of to do, and again, application wise, it's hit and miss, but in principle, in our value system, there is something there that we want to try to do is to have one-on-one -on -one time with our children as much as we can. So right. for example, right. my daughters like different types of food or they like to go different places or whatever. My daughter Raquel is very competitive. She likes games. She likes to, uh, you know, do stuff like board games or whatever. So there's like a cu cupcake shop down the street that has board games and she likes to go there. So it's the idea is let me find out what she likes to do and get into her world and then just destroy her in, con <laughs> in Connect Four or in uh, Battleship or whatever. Yeah. And so we do that together. Yeah. My oldest daughter, Isabella, loves noodles and she loves pho and she loves ramen. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find new places to have this these types of foods and try to spend time together. And as they get older, my oldest daughter is 11. Our number two daughter is uh, 10. As they get older, it's the conversations. It's trying yeah. to get to know them. It's trying to... 
uh, continue building a relationship with them yeah. that I'm trying to accomplish, you know? Can I say one thing about that? Absolutely. Our, our daughters are different, and this is something that you're going to find with your kids. Obviously, they're not always going to be the same personality. And so these what these dates have provided, I think, in understanding them is our older daughter likes to talk. She's a talker. Yes. Like her daddy. Yeah, yeah. But the second one, she's not really much of a talker. Like she doesn't really have a lot of conversation. Yeah. Right. And so the board games and the cupcakes are good for them because it doesn't invo involve, involve a lot of talking. And I think it can be frustrating when you take a child out for a date and they're not talking, you yeah. know, but they're not always going to be talkers. And so trying to find something to do with them that will connect you guys. Yes. Yeah. So that's been awesome. I love spending those times with my girls. Now it's not every week. Right. It's at times not even every other week. It's maybe once a month or something like that, yeah. just because of our schedules. Yeah. But and we haven't hit the the second two yet. Yeah, we haven't even talked yeah. about the five year old and the three year old. Right. But the point being, we're trying our best to try to figure out a way to, for me especially as a dad, yeah. uh, to embrace the the relationships uh, with my with my daughters. I love them a ton, and I want them to grow up. Um, I want them to grow up having great relationship with me so that when they eventually, if they're going to date other men or whatever, that they can have a good uh, measure measuring stick to go by in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. And then we also heard we got some advice too early on. Oh, yeah. You can share that, about that. Um, you know, we know a family who has three daughters and they're all amazing girls. And they're one thing that we noticed about them is they weren't boy crazy. Yeah. And obviously Ruben liked that. And so he asked the mom, like, how, you know, how, what did you do with your girls? And she immediately was like, it was their father's relationship with them, but the dates, the dates, like just Dad connected took them. On them dates and, consistently. Yeah. And there was a, um, they just felt what's confident. The word? confident. Yeah. Thank you. And secure. Yeah. yeah. And so they weren't needing or looking. I mean, obviously it's not, that's not going to be the solution for every girl, but we just loved that bit of advice and yeah. are trying to um, raise our girls to not be boy crazy. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Because I don't want to deal with that. And nobody get time for that. <laughs> uh, okay. So last thing I would probably say, unless you had something else, but the idea, the other principle is just creating margin, having some margin in our lives. <sighs> Meaning. Hold on. I have to breathe again. Yeah. Let's think about take it. a breath. So um, uh, okay. one of the things with margin that we've noticed with a lot of young families uh, is they get so busy doing extracurricular activities and trying to do this and that and go here. And I'm, my son's going to be in baseball and soccer at the same time. So we've got three different practices a week from two different sports. And, and I think what we've tried to do is, okay, we can only manage so much and our kids can only manage so much. So let's create some margin by just allowing them to do one thing. Yeah. One thing at a time. So for example, my daughter wants to do dance plus piano plus you know, whatever, something else. So let's just pick one thing and stick to that for a season and then go to another thing for the next season. But let's not try to combine things for one child. Right. Let's do one thing at a time because honestly, that's all that we can handle. And quite honestly, for our child, that's probably all they can handle as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to push them 
uh, so hard to where they get overwhelmed and stressed. Uh, there's a lot of studies that are showing that children live in very uh, high stress situations. Like they just feel stress and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, that should not be for a 10 year old, for a right. nine year old, you know? So right. that's something in our margin that we want to create is, okay, let's just pick one good, one thing that each kid's going to do yeah. and not combine a bunch of stuff that they're going to they're going to do. Yeah. Right? Is that? Oh yeah. I mean, just even thinking about our schedule, cause we have, you know, the four kids and each one of them has an activity. So our margin is going to look very yeah. differently. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that we have to, um, be realistic about it. And I mean, ideally I would love for all my kids to have activities and have an instrument that they're learning and mm. um but it's just too much and it creates more like you said stress and anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, i'm already you know wanting to slap people <laughs> <laughs> enough as it is so yeah marina likes to slap people anyway i do no, just she, doesn't, line she up. doesn't do it though she doesn't actually do just it. just line them up i'm just saying she doesn't actually do it so uh but also the the idea in, in margin is even in our in our work and family relationships so for example for me personally um i've realized in my life in this season when i'm saying no to opportunities at work i'm saying yes to my family and that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So for example, I've, you know, let's say I'm asked to, to go speak at somewhere, you know, outside of my local congregation to travel for different meetings or whatever. There've been times over the years where I've said, I've a lot of times I've said no, mm -hmm. because I'm saying yes to mm -hmm. where my kids are at. Now I know that as they get older, as they become more self-managing, as they're able to um, you know, take care of themselves or whatever, that I will be able to say yes to some other opportunities, not necessarily saying no to my family, but there is a cost there that comes with it. And I've chosen in this time, in this season, when they're all school age, I'm going to say yes to the family and no to potential opportunities. Um, now, it's interesting over the past couple of years, I've said yes to some work opportunities but it's all been done within the context of is is there still going to be enough margin mm -hmm. for uh, us to value what we have as a family? So I just think that's something to, you know, that we've had to work on, that we're still in communication about and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, when you say no to something, you're always you're saying yes to something else. So right. that's always going to be in the balance. Yeah. And it's not it's not no forever. It's not right? no forever. Yeah. That's right. So we, so when Maya, our three-year-old was a baby, I was like, you cannot, you cannot leave me with these kids. Like, please, like no traveling, none of that. Yeah. You know, that was just in my mind at that time, nonsense. But as she's getting older, um, it's different. And he has been able to go and speak um, different churches and for different events that he's been yeah. asked to. And sometimes I go with him, sometimes I don't. But it's getting easier as the kids are getting older. Yeah. But that's something in our rhythm that I feel like has been helpful. Like, okay, if yeah. I'm gonna say if I'm gonna say no to something, I'm saying yes to something else. And, right. and it's not no forever. Right. But for right now, I wanna say yes to my family. Well, how does that make you feel though? Like having to say no? Like were you bombed? 
Yeah, I was a little bummed sometimes, but but then I I think I think about the long term. I'm like, you know, this is the right thing yeah. for right now. Yeah. And and those opportunities will always present themselves, right? You know, or other opportunities will present themselves. So right. But in the moments, there was definitely tension about yeah. saying yes or no, because right. you don't want to let people down. You want to also be able to have opportunities to to grow and to learn and to uh, in, in your career. Yeah. But not at the expense of who I'm who who I'm raising in my home. What's happening out in my home? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something that's helped me. Yeah. Navigate the chaos a little bit here. Yeah. Is uh, saying yes to my family. Yeah. And prioritizing that. So, right. Like I, like we said, the scripture says that, you know, there's a season for everything. There's a time for everything. And that's something that we want to navigate. So um, I don't know if you have any other think of any other examples that you want to share about our rhythms, family rhythms. No, I think that was good. I think you hit all of them. Um, well, you did, too. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah, Teamwork makes the dream work. It does. Oh, the the one thing I do want to add is oh, yeah. in our teamwork, what has been helpful is um, because we're looking at this as a team and I need him as much as he needs me, um, it actually has helped us resolve conflict, right? A lot quicker, wouldn't you say? Because... Um, we, I can't burn any bridges with him. Yeah. Like as mad as I am with him. Yeah, it's true. We say sorry a lot quicker now. Oh, we now. do. Yeah. We yeah. forgive each and other a lot And I want to hold down to things. And I come from a long line of family who are grudge holders and withhold forgiveness. But, and that's just in my nature. Um, but it really has helped me give a lot of grace to my husband. We're trying to survive this thing. Yes. Man. We need each we other. We need each other. We need each other. So that, and then we also like, you know, he'll, he'll see like, if I'm getting really stressed out he'll be like, you just need to go in the room, lock the door and take a little break. And I try to do that for him as well. Like he likes to take like power naps and we try to support each other yeah. in that it's not always possible and we can't always do those things, but, um, we try to help each yeah. other out where we can. Now, here, yeah. here's the thing, guys. Like, honestly, when I think about everything we're talking about, we're not. These are all principles. Right. These are all uh, things that we've tried to to apply. And we're striving. And we're striving to apply. To we have apply. not arrived. We're not there. In yeah. fact, I mean, we're the family that forgot their kid has pajama day at school or you know, oh, yeah. forgot a costume for Halloween for their. Or just recently, I th- I forgot know. Jonathan at school. Like I mean, yeah, he like, had he has a late day one day, and I thought it was that day, and so they're calling me, yeah, and he's crying in the office. <laughs> yeah. So so, so we're we're kind of I mean when when we talk about this stuff, we're like, yes, these are things that we have applied in different times. We're not completely consistent in a lot of these things. These are principles, yeah. though, that we try to to do. But, man, we drop the ball all the time. And that is kind of funny that you forgot Jonathan at school. Okay, it's funny, but think about what I have to deal with. Like, he, like they all have different pickup times. You know, 1230, 1, 3.30, 3:40. And then there's some days where three different locations. Three different locations and there's some days that he gets out. There's one day that got he it, gets out it. at 2:40. Yeah, no, I understand. But but what was cool? Here's what was cool that Marina shared with me is that when she walked in the office 
and her son, our son was her son, our son right. was there. All the other moms in there were like, don't worry. Yeah. We understand. Yeah. And so it's so cool to know that as parents, as family, as, as, as parents, we have, right. we all have our own level of chaos. We all have our own level of man. We dropped the ball in so many different levels in so many different ways. So anyway, we hope that what we're sharing with you uh, and what we're learning uh, can be helpful to you as uh, as principles, as values. At the end of the day, as we this is part of embracing the chaos. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be uh, we're going to be drop balls left and right. But man, if we can if we can prioritize certain things and value certain things, it can help us to create rhythms that will not make us go crazy mm-hmm. in the chaos. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is helpful and. Hopefully you can join us uh, next time as well. Please. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Special thanks to our producer, Eddie Rivera, and music by DJ Soar. Please connect with us at GLBchurch.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Podcasts, or listen to us on our website, and leave us a comment or question. Join us next time as we continue to lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life.